What's up, y'all? This is the one and only shot to Thunder Willie Mac. It's your boy Hot Fire. This is Fred Ottman, Tugboat Typhoon. This is Royce, I-S-A-A-C, Dollar Sign. Hello, everyone. This is the interview queen, Alicia T. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. This is the AirPod God, MLW star, Richard Holiday. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to Broken But Glorious. Broken But Glorious. Broken But Glorious. So hello everyone, it's Stephen Jackson, aka DJ215, here again with another review. This time though, it's not going to be a fight review or a free match review, it's actually a free show review. So recently, uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling, by chance, put one of their um, 2020 shows for free, and it's available with English commentary on YouTube, and it really, really excited me. So um, I wanted to be able to review it for everybody. Um, I am a big fan of All Japan Pro Wrestling, both the classical All Japan uh, with the Four Pillars of Heaven of Mitsuharu Misawa, Kenta Kobashi, Akira Tawe, and Toshiaka Kawada and the like, and the Gaijins of Stan Hansen, and Bruiser Brody and the British Bulldogs but I've also followed the company a long time um, through the sort of more current era um, and I'm a big fan of a lot of the current stars and recently the uh, Champion Carnival for 2021 was fantastic um, so I thought that this was a nice little introduction for people who may have either not been interested in All Japan due to you know it not necessarily being on people's radar due to the rise of New Japan and Noah um, and also just a different take on you know um, Japanese wrestling as well it might be that you're completely new to Japanese wrestling and you want to know more about it this is a really good place to start you know um, the show itself is a ton of fun to watch and like I said it's available for free on YouTube uh, at the moment it maybe it gets taken down I hope not but um, I really really enjoyed this and I thought that the English commentary was really enjoyable um, so the event itself uh, is the All Japan Pro Wrestling AJP Prime Night 2020 which took place in December 2020 13th of December um, in Corican Hall a uh, famous historic venue over in Japan um, and the English commentary was done by two gentlemen so I believe the Japanese uh, bilingual commentator was called Tommy I believe I didn't catch his surname but I believe his name was Tommy and the um, English, the other English commentator is actually an Italian wrestler who's currently a young boy over in Japan um, by the name of um, Akira, but um, his, his full name is Akira Francesco. Um, and he actually was in the opening match of this show, uh, which is pretty cool. So, um, so yeah, so the first match, we may as well get straight into it, was between uh, Akira Francesco and um, a name a lot of you may know from the WWE and from Japanese wrestling and ECW, uh, Yoshihiro Tajiri. So Tajiri is now a mainstay over in All Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, he's currently part of a stable known as uh, Total Eclipse, which is led by Jake Lee, who I'll um, get into a little bit long, uh, a little bit later on, who wrestles on the show. So yeah, it's great to see Tajiri still in action. You know, he's still got it. He's really, really enjoyable to watch. And, you know, Akira Francesco as well, he's really up-and-coming young wrestler. You know, um, great to see an Italian and a European wrestler over in all Japan. You know, um, the Gaijin 
legacy still strong and um he was great on commentary as well you know he um really uh, helped to contextualize a lot of the things what were going on and it was interesting to hear him commentating on his own match as well i thought that was a really cool little touch so this match was really really fast and it was really fun um there was one particular spot where um and uh, well it, it, what had happened is is that um akira had been caught by tajiri in some kind of a submission it looked kind of like an um like some kind of a, a Indian deathlock sort of surfboard like maneuver and Tajiri lifted him up which looked really really nasty um there was a couple of vicious kicks from Tajiri as well so as I said he's you know he's still got it but Akira gave as good as he got you know he delivered some nice kicks and some nice slaps and you know there was a few slams here and there and um the finish what was really really cool was that um what happened is is that um Tajiri threw Akira into the ropes and um he bounced off the ropes with his head much like Kofi Kingston does in WWE but then what happened is is that um when he came back uh, Tajiri then um he did an Irish whip into the ropes for Akira and then the referee did a, a jumping leapfrog and then jumped through um, Akira so then Tajiri was able to roll him up and get the win <laughs> so Akira said on commentary that he wasn't best pleased with it um, it was really really funny and really and they both showed respect after the match it was really really funny and a really really nice little um, little comedy moment in a in a match what was really entertaining and it was great as well to see that you know the the Tajiri is still, he's helping the young, although uh, Akira didn't win this particular match, he was saying that he's actually training um, as part of the dojo, so he's helping the younger guys come up because he is such a, you know, a brilliant wrestler, massive respect for Tajiri, and Akira here had an awesome performance, Can't, can't I mean, I've seen a lot of his matches over in All Japan, but I think people who are watching this for the first time, you'll definitely um, want to see more of Akira after this because it was just a little taster of what he can do uh, if you are listening to Akira, so, you know, really enjoyed it. It was great. So the next match on the show uh, was a six-man tag team match, which was between Purple Haze, which consisted of Izinagi, Nutamaro, and Zeus, um, against uh, Koji Iwamoto, Masa Masanobu Fuji, and Ryuki Honda. So, um, so yeah, Purple Haze are one of the prominent stables over in uh, Japan. And um, Zeus is also a former Triple Crown uh, champion and a really big guy. Imagine kind of Batista if he was over in Japan. You know, he's um, you know got massive arms, big bodybuilder. Um, but he doesn't, kind of like Scott Steiner build and sort of Batista look. But he, you know, he's able to do really athletic stuff and got a really menacing look to him as well. You know, it's really scary, actually. <laughs> really domineering stare he's got. Um and then, you know, the other side of it, um, with Koji Iwamoto, he was the former um, All Japan Junior Champion. Um, in this match, he was the Junior Champion. He uh, recently lost that to, uh, lost that championship to uh, Shima, who appears on this show later on. Um, so, yeah, so again, this was a, a really fun little six-man tag. You know, you got to see everybody get a time to shine. Um, Masanobu Fuchi, he actually is one of the um, sort of mainstays of Japan. You know, he started back in 1974 and he was trained by Giant Baba incredible you know the guy's 67 and he doesn't look uh he doesn't look anything like he's 67 you know he might you know i mean he, he he is a bit older but he really you know gave it to people in this match you know some big kicks and some big chops and uh koji omoto um he 
you know, was able to get some of his high flying in. And then uh, Purple Haze, you know, there's some great six-man manoeuvres in this one. You know, Zeus was leading the pack. It was, you know, it was fun. You know, it was a really fun little tag team match. You know, it was a, it was a fun six-man for the, for the crowd. And definitely, you know, it helps you learn more about the stables of All Japan, you know, because um, Zeus leading uh, Purple Haze you, and they um, they were holding the gold as well at the end, you know, and the flag at the end. So, you know, you can see that they're a stable and um, it was really, really fun. You know, I really enjoyed this. And I think that this, um, again, is one of those matches where you get a little taster of what the roster can do. And um, I can... And say for all of these guys, uh, especially uh, Koji Iwamoto and uh, Ayuki Honda, the, um, those two guys, you know, they're young and they're hungry and they've got, you know, a lot of um, good years ahead of them. But it was a really, really fun little match and, um, you know, everyone got time to shine and really enjoyed it. So the next match which came up was a short and sweet, but it was fantastic, was between Jake Lee who recently won the 2021 Champion Carnival, uh, leading his stable Total Eclipse. Now, uh, at this point in time, Total Eclipse were not formed, so that happened in 2021. But it was Jake Lee against um, a member of Next Dream, who is Atsuki Ayoage. Ayo Ayoage, sorry. Um, yeah, this was Shaw. It was very reminiscent of um, Owen Hart and uh, the One Two Three Kid from um, the uh, King of the Ring in around '94, where started off right off the bat with some, you know, beautiful drop kicks. Um, you know, Jake Lee. Um, you know, it, it was looked like he was going to go to the outside. Was um, Ayoage, but then he got countered by Jake Lee, and then Jake used his power because he's a big dude. You know, he's big and tall, and um, you know, he's a fearsome guy, you know, used his kicks and he used his power to be able to um, take out um, Atsuki Ayoage. Um, but Ayoage, you know, he has got some beautiful, he hit a beautiful kick early on um, and a heel kick, which looked awesome. Um, you could really see as well in this match, you know, that this was just a taster at what these two guys could do. You know, they, they've definitely got, more to show well i've seen more from from them both and like i said in the uh, champion carnival you know i saw outstanding performances from both guys but this was just a little taster of what they could do and um jake lee got the um got the win with a with a massive um slam to get the win once again you know you really felt it was a back it was a saito suplex right on the back of um ayo Aggie's head and you can really feel the um the the force of the ring and the um aggression of the ring you know and the way they wrestle one another it's really there at the forefront um strong style of the of old you know so although you know a lot of people who may be listening to the review were used to guys like you know misawa and kabashi and uh you know uh, kawada these guys still can give it you know and i'll tell you like what um like what Akira said on commentary, you know, that ring hurts. And you can definitely tell that when you're listening to the comment, sorry, when you're listening to the action in the ring, that that ring is hard. Um, and in Corican Hall, you can definitely hear that that, um, that ring has no give to it. So it was great. You know, three minutes of just absolute non-stop action. Loved it. And one of those matches where you just wanted it to carry on and go on because the chemistry they share is fantastic. So that was really, really fun. And then the next match which came up was another singles match, which was between Shotaro Ashino 
against Dan Tamura. Yeah, this was, you know, talk about the last match being kind of an athletic, fast-paced affair. This was hard-hitting. This was vicious, nasty wrestling. They um they didn't muck about in this one. You know, this was very reminiscent of those kind of never-open-weight matches you may see in New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, you got to see a lot of, um you know, hard hits. You know, uh, Ashino really took it to... Tamura um, on the outside with some brutal looking chops you know you could feel every single one of them and you know Tamura was really giving it to you know Ashino though as well he was giving it back you know both guys coming out of um, Wrestle 1 and uh, Zero 1 so you know strong pedigrees for both of them and uh, Ashino you know very much like um, it was very much like a UWFI match this you know it felt very um, catch as can very MMA based hard hitting you know strong style Japanese wrestling this you know they didn't muck about um you know it was very grapple based you know there weren't really much um in the way of um uh, sort of beautiful kind of counter holds and things like that it was a lot more you know working the leg working the the arm working the head you know the um they were they were definitely um you know concentrating on body parts to then uh, lead into submissions so um at one point uh, Ashino got uh, Tamura in an um the leg lock over his over his neck um he got him in that maneuver which looked nasty um so that was you know that was vicious and it was all working towards um Ashino locking in um his ankle lock his patented ankle lock which later on in the match he did get locked in and although Tamura fought out of it um Ashino was able to lock it back in again then he got a great vine and then uh, Tamura had to tap um, and that was the you know the end of the match there was a show of respect between the two men you know they shook hands um, great stuff you know great great stuff completely different from the last match it was completely different from the first match and definitely the sixth man it was a ton of fun you know really um Shows off the versatility of the roster. This particular, these first form uh, three matches, sorry, four matches, I should say, sorry, four matches. The versatility and the depth of the roster, um, and I think as well, what it really showed to me was that these guys are young, and I think anyone watching will see these guys are young and they're hungry and they've got a lot of talent ahead of them, you know, um, and you know these three, these four matches to start with were fantastic, um, and it only got better. So the match following on from this was a, a match for the newly um, formed and created All Japan Pro Wrestling TV six-man tag team championships. Um, so they were currently vacant at the point of this match. So this was actually to crown the first ever um, champions. So the um, the six wrestlers involved in the uh, match were Black Menesari, Carbelito and Takayo Omori against... Daijimondo So, Revlon and Ryuji Sai. But yeah, so the the first team of uh, Black Men, sorry, Carbelito and Amore, they, you know, were a lot more high-flying, they were a lot more fast-paced, they were taking it a lot more kind of the cruiserweight route. Um, Carbelito um, hit a beautiful-looking Hurricane Rana um, later on to a Daijimondo, uh, sorry, Daimonji uh, So, which looked beautiful. Um, the other team of So, uh, Revlon and Sai, they were a lot more kind of the, the hard-hitting, the slow pace. Um, you know, they, they wrestled a lot more of the, um, you know, 
traditional Japanese uh, all Japan style, you know. But um, Omori on the um, on the flip side, he you know was trying to hit his um, hit his lariat throughout the match, so that was kind of the story. But he kept getting uh, he kept missing. There was a long period of time as well where um, Carbelito was being um, wasn't able to go and make the tag. But then finally, he did make the tag, and they were actually as well at points where Revlon, So and Sai trying to take off the mask of uh, Mensore. Um, so there was a lot of storytelling in this match as well. You know, it was a really kind of match with a lot of depth. The crowd were really into it. I loved the um, the the storytelling as well at the end, where um, Amori, after he'd been trying to get his um, lariat into the into the match and to hit it he finally hit it and that won them the belts after the other wrestlers were on the outside um thanks to carbelito and um, landing a beautiful looking splash which was caught beautifully on camera um on the hard cam to the wrestlers on the outside on the um on the floor so it looked brilliant and um yeah so black mentori carbelito and takai omori became the first ever all japan pro wrestling tv six-man tag team champions and um it's definitely one of those matches as well where i would go back and watch this and really enjoy it and you know i think this is one of those matches as well where you know you'd want to see them go at it again because this was just a taster of what these guys could do and they were all six guys who've got a very different styles but they all meshed really well and the all japan six-man tag team championships as well are a really cool little concept you know much like the never open weight championships over in um, new japan you know they um they a selection of wrestlers can kind of get together and they can wrestle for them it doesn't just have to be you know um a, a set stable or a set um you know formation of wrestlers you know as we saw on this match earlier show earlier on you know there are several six-man matches on this show but um anyone can kind of join up and they can have a uh, have a pop at trying to win these belts and you know i thought it was really really fun and the beautiful belts as well you know they showed them beforehand and afterwards when they were in the ring after the match and they'd won the belts and they're beautiful looking championships you know as always you know over in japan so um so yes yeah, so congratulations to them and again fantastic stuff really really enjoyed this and then that was followed by a brilliant singles match short and sweet once again but absolutely impactful which was between Kohai Saito and Okuto Omori. This was vicious. This was uh, Sato Saito just going at Omori. You know, it, it kind of had the element of a squash, but they were, you know, Amori, the young boy, he was, young lion, he was coming out all cocky trying to take out Sato, and Saito wasn't having any of it. Um, Saito just, you know, very hard hitting wrestler there was a nasty looking um there was a nasty looking headbutt at one point and some vicious looking punches from him at certain points um there was no give up though in amore he wouldn't you know back down he wouldn't you know stop for anybody and um you know there was one point in the match as well where um he uh he landed he tried to land his pile driver but then he missed and um it didn't uh, it wasn't successful, uh, Sato, um, Amori counted it, and then uh, Sato got angry, and then he landed a nasty pile driver for the win, um, it was, it was nasty, landed him right on his head, um, scary, but it was good, you know, this was leading into a, um, a singles match for the Triple Crown Championship between uh, Suama and uh, 
Sa- Saito. So it, it, you know, it was a strong performance for Saito, and you know, Amori definitely showed again from the young lions over in all Japan that they've got a lot of promise and they've got a lot of, um, you know, uh, talent in them to be able to show to this, um, you know, this new audience of wrestling. And I really enjoyed this once again. I thought this was great. You know, short and sweet, hard hitting, played into the um, traditions of all Japan, you know, that hard hitting kind of strong style. Um, King's Road, as it's known, it's known as King's Road um, style. But really exciting, adrenaline-filled stuff. Really enjoyed this. Um, And then the next match was really exciting as well. So it was a six-man tag team match between uh, Chikara, Yoshitatsu and Yuzuki Okada against a stable known as Unchain, who are a formation of deathmatch, or primarily um, and frequent deathmatch wrestlers. So they consisted of Kenji Fukimoto, uh, Masashi Takeda, who I've re- reviewed before against Jonathan Gresham uh, for the GCW free match review, so check that out, uh, Masashi Takeda, and uh, the crazy monkey and possibly king of deathmatch wrestling, uh, Jun Kasai. Um, so yeah, so anytime you've got Jun Kasai in there, you know, you're going to get a really exciting match. And um, as I mentioned just then, Yoshitatsu, that's the same Yoshitatsu who previously wrestled in uh, WWE, so he now is a frequent wrestler over in All Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, and again, this was great. You know, the story of this match was that Yoshitatsu um, was laying the challenge down to Jun Kasai, basically wanted a chance at Yoshitatsu's uh, Gaiora TV title belt, but Yoshi wasn't going to give it in. But there was a lot of, um, you know, sort of um, a rivalry going on between those two and uh, crosswords and the like. And in this particular match, you'll see that Yoshitatsu um, has got half his face painted and is also wearing um, a leather jacket, which on commentary, um, it's the leather jacket of former king of deathmatches, you may say, or Japanese deathmatches, that is, Onita, um, who has only had a former um, head of FMW, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. So that was a really cool little, um, you know, sort of link into there with the deathmatch wrestlers of Freedoms, uh, Kasai, Fukimoto and uh, Takeda. And yeah, this was really, really fun. You know, um, the you, you got to see a lot of hard-hitting grapples from the deathmatch guys the deathmatch guys kept trying to get out um get out weaponry at different points only for the referee um to stop them at different points in the match um everyone got time um okada was definitely um you know being worked on the majority of the match so it was really hard for him to get the the tag into the ring um but when he did get the tag into the ring to um or he got the tag and then Chikara came into the ring. It was, you know, House of Fire, you know, taking everyone out. And then when Yoshitatsu came in again, you know, clearing house um, for his boys. Um, really, really fun. You know, really, really fun. You know, it, it, again, this is a different, um, you know, it shows the depth of the new, uh, the All Japan roster. Bringing in these guys from Freedoms and from Big Japan Pro Wrestling, but able to wrestle a standard wrestling match, but also hark into the deathmatch, um, you know, match style as well. Um, and I loved as well the finish, which um, where Yuzuki Okada wouldn't go down, um, no matter what they did to him. So what had happened is, is that um, the referee she was um, she was being. Um, sort of held by uh, Fukimoto so then Kasai had a bag 
uh, in their corner, the deathmatch wrestlers in their corner, and it had in it the famous um, skewers, which a lot of deathmatch wrestlers use, and then, you know, you bang them into the wrestler's head, and then they, you know, they display like, um, you know, splinter, and, you know, they look like a really great visual, um, and then uh, he landed a pile driver onto Okada, the Kasai, but he wouldn't go down, so he... Um, he landed um, a second pile driver. Um, sorry, he landed a, a face buster, I should say. Sorry, that didn't take him down. And then he landed a second pile driver. And that pile driver was like a J driller and it landed right on Okada's head. Um, looked nasty. But again, so that got the win for uh, Kasai, Fukimoto, and uh, Takeda of Unchain. But again, this was really, really fun. Um, all the wrestlers worked really, really well. The crowd were into it all. The um, the chemistry between Yoshitatsu and Kasai was on point. Takeda, as I've said, I've re reviewed his matches before for um, GCW and he's great. And um, Fukimoto with his face paint and sort of character very reminiscent of the great Muta was awesome to see as well. So this was a really, really fun little match. You know, again... Um, shows the depth of the roster and you know definitely coming out of this one Yuzuki Okada was definitely the wrestler who you know the young guy who you know was most impressive in this whole thing I think he definitely you know is the guy you would want to see um, he was really great in this match um, and you know he'll be a star um, definitely um, and it was a big it was a big splash as well um, from Jun Kasai which um, you know looked great as well with his goggles which was one of the great points as well I need to reference is that you know the, the deathmatch wrestlers when they came out and this, their um, attire you know it's always great to see and you know uh, Jun Kasai with his goggles when he went for a big splash you know that was a great moment as well so um, yeah there was lots going on in this match it was really really fun loved it uh, definitely recommend checking out this one if you haven't already seen it um, or if you want to watch it. Um, so, yeah, that was great for the semi-main event. And then the main event of the match, of the show, sorry, the main event was a six-man tag team match between um, Evolution of Hikaru Sato and Suama with their partner Shuji Ishikawa against Yuma Ayoage, Shima, and the face and the legend of all Japan pro wrestling, Kento Miyahara. So anyone who's been watching modern um, all Japan pro wrestling will know that Kento Miyahara is basically kind of the... He's referred to as the best of the best. He is an incredible wrestler. Um, if you haven't seen him perform um, or wrestle, this is a great example of what he can do. Um, brilliant wrestler. Um, if you imagine kind of... Kazuchiro Okada crossed with Hiroshi Tanahashi, then you've got Kento Miyahara, the best of both worlds, you might say. Um, brilliant. Uh, Shima, you know, a famous Dragon Gate wrestler, member now of Strongheart. Um, he, and he's the current uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling Junior Heavyweight Champion, he was great in this match. Uh, Yuma Ayoage, he had a great performance. Uh, Sato, Suwama and Ishikawa, the three kind of veterans, uh, they were brilliant as well. Um, really, really loved um, the dynamic of um, Evolution and uh, Ishikawa fighting off um, or, or using their strength and their power to beat down um, Miyahara and uh, Ayoage especially. 
Um, Yayoage is um, a guy who's coming up in the ranks and he definitely um, took a lot of punishment in this match. They didn't go lightly on him, let's put it that way. <laughs> there was some nasty looking, uh, you know, slams and strikes. And, um, you know, one of the other um, great things was that um, the selling of Kento Miyahara for every manoeuvre of the opposing team was just on point. You know, he is so good at telling a story in the ring and he's so good at getting an expression in his face to be able to tell a story in the ring. And that was the whole story of this match. It was all about, you know, the veterans taking down the young guys. Um, and, you know, Shima as well. He, although obviously he's, you know, he debuted in 1997, which is crazy. Um, he can still go like a young, you know, young guy. His conditioning is unbelievable. And he wrestled brilliantly in this match. There were some great drop kicks from him. Um, he, you know, landed a beautiful looking Meteora for the finish um, to uh, Hikaru Saito, which was brilliant. Um, there was some great brawling on the outside. Um, they all got in, involved in that. Uh, Ishikawa and Suama definitely used their strength to the best of their advantage as well. You know, taking down Ayagi with some big, uh, some big slaps and some big lariats. It was it was a really great example of modern day all Japan pro wrestling and six man tag team wrestling. I think I would say, you know, it, it was. A completely different match to the last six-man tag match, which was completely different to the last one, which was different to the singles matches. It was a great example of you know what all Japan has to offer in terms of the young, uh, the young um, roster and the established wrestlers. And um, you know, I think the other thing as well is is that Suwama as well. Although I have heard a lot of criticism for him for being the triple count champion. He is a really strong champion for the company and he wrestles a very classical, traditional style, very much of the vein of a sort of Yuji Nagata who was going to be facing John Moxley and AEW um, on Wednesday. Very traditional kind of wrestling style, but it's really, really um, all about the psychology and that's what's most enjoyable is it's all about the psychology and it's all about the classic wrestling and... You know, they um, had a great main event. You know, this was a great main event to cap off a great show overall. It was just over two hours long. None of it dragged. None of it felt slow. The commentary was on point throughout from Tommy and from uh, Akira. Um, and I, I can't fault this show at all. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I'd, I've, um, you know, seen it with the Japanese commentary and enjoyed it. I've seen it now with the English commentary and enjoyed it. Um, and I think that this is a really great example of all the talent what All Japan has to offer and what people can expect from All Japan if they decide to become a fan or um, a subscriber to All Japan TV in uh, 2021. It was fantastic. You know, I think, uh, and all, as also All Japan TV, It's for us here in the UK, it's around £6 a month. And, you know, you not only get access to the um, current product, but you get access to all of the archive product 
up well the modern archive so although you don't get access to things like um you know the the four pills of heaven matches you do get a lot of hidden gems through their um service which you may have um slept on so definitely check it out if you want to um have a look at something a bit different you know if you're thinking i wonder what kind of wrestling i could watch next or i wonder what japanese wrestling's like check out all japan pro wrestling because it definitely is an um you know an alternative and a ton of fun to watch so um so yeah i definitely recommend this show um it was two hours long two hours of really enjoyable wrestling there are wrestlers like tajire and yoshitatsu um who you'll know there are guys like shima who you know massively famous faces as well and then you've got a lot of young new guys um like you know uh ashiano and the Ayoagis and you know uh, Okada who are really coming up in the world and I really recommend everyone checking this out and the as I said already but the English commentary was fantastic um, and I hope that they do more of these you know I hope that this is not the last of these shows what they do with English commentary on the YouTube channel I hope we get more of them because I really enjoyed it and um, you know I hope that you've enjoyed this little review I've done uh, for All Japan Pro Wrestling's prime night 2020 so uh, thank you for listening as always and um i will put the link to this particular show and the all japan uh, social media links uh, in the description of the podcast and just to finish off um if you want to find bbg wrestling on twitter we can be found at bbg wrestling and you can find us on our website at www.bbgwrestling.com so that does it for me, Stephen Jackson, with this review of All Japan Pro Wrestling's Prime Night 2020. Thank you for listening and take care, everyone.